0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the People Really Are Creative edition. <laughs> Today is episode 114, Turning Thoughts into text, and Footwear that Helped Moonshiners Evade Cops. That's right.
1: Did- Putting thoughts into text. Is that yes. like, I hope that's better than the speak to text option that we have on our sometimes I'm just, Yeah. what's what how did you get those words out of my mouth <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that needs improvement and honestly i think the shit we're going to talk about today is is actually more accurate it's wild oh, good. it's good. fucking wild and uh i'm Jill chacha and i am with a good friend a longtime member of the flock and someone who is so creative in her own right it's kind of annoying uh, i'm with natasha <laughs> hey everyone i'm so happy to be in your ears today <laughs> my god yeah uh Natasha, and if this is well. First of all, if this is your first time listening. Welcome to the flock, uh, Natasha, and all guests come in cold, learning everything in real time, just like you. So, Natasha knew nothing. Is that is that correct?
1: I know nothing, and I still
0: know nothing. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, my friends, today is one of those days that show when people really put their minds to something, they can get it done. Uh, In this episode, we've got ourselves a very modern example of this and a good old-fashioned example of it, too. Here's what I mean. In the first half of the show, researchers have created a technology that will certainly improve the lives of those with paralysis. For the first time ever, an implanted sensor in the brain can transform imagined words into a visual message that can appear on screen in real time. Yeah, her eyebrows went up. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh Yeah. Okay. (laughs) My mind is racing. (laughs) What's that? My mind's racing. You know, right? So so many fucking
0: thoughts. (laughs) Now, needless to say, this technology is going to open up new ways of communication and help so many. And speaking of what helps, alcohol. In the second half of the show, we're going back in time to the boozy and illegal 1920s. And talk about one of the creative ways moonshiners got their goods to their thirsty customers. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited about that one. It's. I hope it's in milk bottles, right? <laughs> it's. It's even weirder. Okay, it's good. So, I like it's, it. It's so strange, and I just am so excited. It's. I'm. I guarantee you've never seen it before. It's. It's. It's wild. Okay, so should we begin? Let's do it. All right, so to do so, we need to travel a few billion years back in time to early 2021. Uh, May 2021, to be exact, researchers had published a doozy of a paper in the journal Nature. Uh, Natasha, let's cut to the cha- Let's uh, cut to the chase and please read a headline from sciencealert.com because I can't fucking read today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so please please read the headline, which reported on their incredible work.
1: All right, the headline reads: brain implant translates paralyzed man's thoughts into text with 94 percent accuracy
0: yeah that's right 94 percent accuracy <laughs> it's fucking it's it's a fucking doozy it's a mind reading implant if you will and i bet you have a few questions like how the fuck does that work well don't worry yeah. i got ga- yeah
1: <laughs> she's like yeah. Oh, what, what was his what were the thoughts
0: oh we get we're uh well we'll get into that a little bit we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit So how does it work? Don't worry. I got you. And because we live in the age of conspiracies for the moment, you don't have to be paranoid either. This technology is in its infancy and requires wires and equipment. We're going to take a look at it. So participants are very much willful volunteers here. So, well, you know, I think
1: I don't remember when, because like the pandemic has like made time like irrelevant, but I remember seeing something where like people instead of like you're like earbuds you put in your ears they Mm -hmm. like them on like the sides and it's like supposed to be like better for you but then i also feel like i saw something similar like that that was also reading like your thoughts oh my god what what black mirror shit are you talking about i I have to go into like a google rabbit hole to find this random thing that i remember seeing that was probably on like a tiktok or something that you know those are rabbit holes anyway but yeah
0: Was it was it like something Facebook made up or something? (laughs) That seems like a very Facebook thing. I would
1: I would you know I would believe that a hundred percent. Or they were just like, yeah, we have these things. I'll I'll look into it and then I'll I'll probably send it to you later so
0: we can have some background. Absolutely. Okay. That sounds horrifying. So (laughs) this, however, is good news, this is really cool. So how in the hell does this amazing thing work? Well, first uh, we have to travel to the tiny but mighty city of Providence, Rhode Island. And we are with a large number of scientists from Brown University. We're with neurologists, neuroscientists, engineers, computer scientists, neurosurgeons, mathematicians, and other researchers of the company BrainGate which sounds like a government conspiracy too, but I assure you it's not. (laughs) Braingate is a real thing. Uh, Head on over to braingate.org. And (laughs) I swear to God. You can't make this up. It's too real to be fake. (laughs) Too real to be, put it on a tote. That's right, too real to be fake. (laughs) So head on over to braingate.org and you'll see they work for a truly noble cause. Quote, our research team is focused on developing brain-computer interface technologies, or BCI, to restore the communication, mobility, and independence of people with neurologic disease, injury, or limb loss. End quote. So, my friends, together, this endgame-worthy cast of folks made a huge breakthrough in the BCI movement. So, Natasha, give us some context here. What technology already existed, and how did the team want to improve upon it? Take it away.
1: Well, from brown.edu, the BrainGate BrainGate collaboration was working through several years on systems that enabled people to generate text through direct brain control. So previous incarcerations have involved trial participants thinking about the emotions involved in pointing to and clicking letters on a keyboard. That system enabled one participant to type 40 characters per minute. Okay. I was like, that's pretty fast, that's pretty uh, fast. <laughs> which was previously rec- uh, which was the previous recorded speed uh, for this study. For this latest study, the team wanted to find out if asking a participant to think about motions involved in writing letters and words by hand would be
0: faster. There you go. Cool. So, my friends, <laughs> this is all about the literal electronic power of thoughts and imagination combined with the power of AI. So let's see how they smooshed these two things together. The trial participant was a 65-year-old man at the time of the study and a little background on him. He was paralyzed from the neck down by a spinal cord injury that took place years ago. Uh, Dr. Jamie Henderson, a professor of neurosurgery at Stanford was one of the many people involved in this and in a huge way. It was Henderson who performed the, sur- the surgery which placed two tiny electrodes In a part of his brain associated with movement of the right arm and hand. Now, when I say tiny, they tiny. Uh, Each was about the size of an aspirin. So uh, the electrodes essentially helped researchers literally connect the participant into the computer system they designed. And Natasha, I have a photo of the setup. It is fucking wild. Please tell us what you see in this photograph. Uh, And of course, all photographs we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look. At this guy, plugged into a screen. Take a look. What do you see here?
1: It is a man who's wearing a. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you remember it was like like the the hairstyle where you had like the two little knots it was like super popular in the nineties. Yes, kind of looks on Kind of looks like that. He's got a headband on, and there's a TV, which I feel like sometimes. That just looks like me sometimes, so just staring at a screen. It's um, all of us <laughs> for, for work, minus the headband and the headgear. But uh, yeah. yeah, and it looks got... like he's just at, in his house, and he's all he's all geared up. Yeah, he's got cameras on him.
0: It's wild. Yeah, he's literally fucking plugged in and ready to go. It's and and he he can only move like his neck, right? Or like right. he's yeah, okay. just, just his head. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, take a look at this photo, everybody. This volunteer is plugged in and ready to go, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Get this, before being able to read what our volunteer is imagining to write, the BCI had to learn the man's unique handwriting style. Quote, during the the experiment, the man concentrated as if he were writing, effectively thinking about making the letters with an imaginary pen and paper. As he did this, electrodes implanted in his motor cortex recorded signals of his brain activity. Those were then interpreted by algorithms running on an external computer decoding the man's imaginary pen strokes as he mentally traced 26 letters of the alphabet and some basic punctuation marks. End quote. From Peter Dockrill of Science Alert. It's fucking wild. Wow, that's so cool. And it just makes me think,
1: I wonder if this would work for people who are uh, like deaf or, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I... Because you think they, they have like all totally different, like these braille and like all these, like just learning this whole, or even just other languages.
0: Is this only in, in, in so, English? Or? So far, it's just, just in English. It's just okay. this one guy. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're gonna talk about uh, ex- how they want to expand it in a bit. But yeah, just this dude in English. So how fucking cool. Uh, this machine recognized the unique patterns his brain produced with each unique letter. And my friends, I actually have a photo of each letter air quotes written our volunteer uh these mental pen strokes are basically the rosetta the rosetta stone the bci is using uh natasha do us a favor here and tell us what you see in this other photograph here so he made these with his mind oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know i was thinking like putting myself into this situation like how (laughs) What would this like computer, this AI think that my handwriting looked like? Yeah. Um, but with this whole that, wow.
0: Yeah. So it's, each okay. each letter of the alphabet is represented here, uh, and he made these letters imagining by imagining uh, writing, and yeah, these are his thoughts. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Wow.
1: And and the other thing that's really interesting is that it's all connected with one line. Yeah. There is there's no like picking up the pen or anything. It's just. That's
0: cool. Super, super cool. Yeah, there's 26 letters here. There's a comma, an apostrophe, a tilde, and a question mark. So a couple of punctuation things. Pretty fucking cool. So also, I noticed uh, they're all lowercase, which is very interesting, too. Oh, I yeah. did. yeah. So to further train the BCI, he was asked to copy sentences in his mind as well. So after the trial period and all the fine tuning, Natasha, would you like to take turns reporting on the results? I'll hit it first, okay? Uh, Drum roll, please. Quote. (laughs) The man was able to answer questions at a rate similar to that of someone of the same age typing on a smartphone. Wow. Fucking wild. The system is so fast because each letter elicits a highly distinctive activity pattern, making it relatively easy for the algorithm to distinguish one from the other, said Frank Willett, a research scientist, at Stanford University and the Howard Hughes Medical Institute.
1: So the man was able to achieve writing speeds of 90 characters per minute, or about 18 words per minute, with approximately 94% accuracy and up to 99% accuracy with autocorrect enabled, uh, end quote from brown.edu and sciencealert.com. So, like, that's pretty fast. That I is, would say, yes. <laughs> like, I don't even think my typing accuracy is yes. as accurate.
0: Yeah, yeah and somehow the accuracy went up with autocorrect that shit never <laughs> works dude like my words are always autocorrect is like no you don't mean fuck you mean duck all the time <laughs> <You're never laughs> yeah this thing is not ducking around it is, it is, it is ducking accurate here um <laughs> so yeah this whole thing is incredible for so many reasons, uh, from this guy being able to converse with family at the same rate as texting, uh, to the discovery that no matter how long after an accident or incident leaves someone paralyzed, the body retains the muscle memory needed to write. So. That's fucking wild. As Peter Dockrell noted, the next steps in research could include training other people to use the interface, uh, expanding the character set to include more symbols, such as capital, capital letters, and adding more sophisticated editing tools for the user. End quote. So, judging by how quickly other technology gets faster and smaller, this is going to help a lot of people, and that's some good fucking news. Fucking A. Yeah. Fucking A, Yeah.
1: <laughs> If I can just, if I yeah. could stop, you know, how many times are you like thinking of a person or you're like, oh, I have this great thought I need to text it to somebody. But then, I don't know if you have ADD, you're just like, oh, like flowers. And then you forget <laughs> what you're supposed to text them. Or you're like, oh, I need to get this thing, but I didn't write it down. If something could just get, just go ahead and take it out of my yeah. brain and into the other thing, then I would never forget anything. I could be so efficient.
0: Dude, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> You are onto something. We, we, need to, we need to email someone about this. <laughs> we need to email this group. Also, I could also see it backfiring. Like, what if you just think about someone and how much you hate them and you accidentally text them how much you hate them? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you're sitting and you're like, damn, they're hot. And then they're like, oh, me? And then you're like, oh, I should not have. <laughs> I was only thinking it to myself. <laughs> and now the whole world knows my thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got to work on some things, but. <laughs> Is there
1: like an on off button?
0: <laughs> yeah, right, oh, That's yes, first thing first.
1: You're like over the conversation and you just turn it off.
0: <laughs>
1: you don't get to make words anymore.
0: Yeah, right, Jesus, oh my God. So after the break, we are dodging the long arm of the law. Uh, we all love the fashion of the roaring 1920s, but I bet you've never seen these before. So I'll explain, stay tuned.
1: History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
0: Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, GoodPods, the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends we're here. Yes. We are totally here. And my friends, this story is an oldie and a shortie, but a goodie. Let's start with a fun question. Where else could you find bizarre fashion, illegal substances, and confused law enforcement? Any guess? Which state? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot of them, but you know, in yeah. the, you know, I always see it's like a man in Florida did this, or like in Florida, there's always like a gator or like mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And Florida, I have friends that live in Florida, and I'm like, you know, you could, you could come live here with me. <laughs>
0: You could save them, (laughs) you could have here. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, we're in Florida, baby. Uh, Not only are we in Florida, we're in Tampa and it's 1922. Move over cocaine, booze was all the rage in this decade. Thanks to power-hungry humans and religious zealots who didn't understand addiction, the brain, psychology, economic hardship, the failures of capitalism, the effects of a lack of access to education, we all had to suffer under restrictive and damaging laws that wouldn't solve any of these problems. I'm talking about prohibition, so not 2022. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, Anyway... Moonshiners, or shiners as the papers called them back then, uh, had to get creative to avoid the moral police. And one of the finest examples of this was a type of footwear left behind at a scene of a crime. So, Natasha, I'd like to show you a photo of the bottom of a shoe. Okay, please tell us what it looks like.
1: I hope it's like an an early, like the Heelys, you know, but before Heelys were a thing.
0: You're pretty close. You are pretty goddamn close. Uh, Tell me
1: that Heelys were inspired off of Moonshiners. Then I will <laughs> want to invest. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know if this is going to come back into fashion, but here's a photo of what was found in a field. And also, please describe what you see and also uh, why you think they chose to wear this. All right, here we are. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> okay, first impression, I
1: definitely felt like the bottom of a like a, a horse foot like the the shoe of a horse uh um, got it got it but that's that maybe just like the horse girl in me um <laughs> <laughs> you're getting close
0: you're getting real close uh,
1: it, it, uh, it also kind of um <laughs> it, it just looks really strange so it looks like the bottom of a shoe that then has like platforms so to speak mm-hmm. but then like a line in between it so it's kind of got like two like butt cheeks sort yes, of right, and right. <laughs> <laughs> or like camel toe whatever you want to however whatever visual <laughs> that kind of there's yes. a, there is a line between two things okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> everything you said is accurate <laughs> so, <laughs> and it is absolutely right my friends this is one shoe from a pair of shoes designed to look as though a cow had walked through a muddy field and not someone carrying gooch. Uh-huh okay okay yeah
1: there you go okay
0: <laughs> now here's a photo of someone actually wearing what's been called uh cow shoes not very not a creative name but it is what it is and i have to say pretty well done from, Someone
1: called to doja cat these need to be in her next like you know she needs to revamp that Moo song and just put these on oh god <laughs> there you
0: go well, we, have, we have so many emails to write today. We have to contact so many people. So, here's another photo of a gentleman wearing the cow shoes. Uh, doesn't look sturdy. What do you think? No, it definitely looks like. Okay, first of all, uh, I don't
1: know any cow. I mean, I don't know many cows, but I don't know any cows that have feet so close together. That's true. <laughs> That's a good so, like, if I was back in the 1920s of course I was and as smart as I am now and I looked and I said oh there was a cow here I would have thought that cow has very short strides there's something (laughs) wrong with them
0: it's more like a cryptid than a cow it's like some sort of awful fucking creature yeah and then you're like you
1: know did did like you know how like men created like bras did they also create heels because like this is like really close to those platform heels and it's like it didn't work then Mm I think it it worked for you know the moonshiners but it's not it just doesn't look comfortable and so I really feel like this was like early inspiration but they probably already existed before yeah so so
0: yeah I mean it's yeah. Anyway, everybody, go look at the social, <laughs> look at our social media posts, uh, and tell us what you think. Would you don a pair of these? Now, I could report the story of how they were discovered, but you know what? Let's just hear directly from the source. I've got a copy of a May twenty seventh, nineteen twenty two news article from Florida's The Evening Independent right here. So, Natasha, should we take turns reading some old timey news? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. All right, take it away. Maybe in your old, old-timey old news voice, if you want to. <clears throat> okay, let me channel my 1920s <laughs> Uh
1: Is that? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Shiners wearing cow shoes <laughs> uh, is the title, right? So the new method of evading prohibition agents was revealed here today by A.L. Allen. What a name. Um, mm-hmm. State prohibition agents enforcement director who displayed what was called cow shoes as the latest thing
0: from the haunts of moonshiners. The cow shoe is a strip of metal to which is tacked a wooden block carved to resemble the hoof of a cow, which may be strapped to the human foot. A man shoed with a pair of them would leave a trail resembling that of a cow.
1: The shoe found was picked up near Port Tampa, where a still was located some time ago. It was sent to the Prohibition Department of at Washington. Offers, officers believed the inventor got the idea from Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes' story in which the villain shooed his horse with shoes that imprinted that imprint of which resembled <laughs> some cow.
0: Right. Oh, my yes. God. If
1: it's not bad enough that a horse has to be shoed, I mean, I get it. And I sometimes watch these videos on the internet and you're like, why am I watching this? But it's oddly satisfying. But then you're like, oh, like just trim your nails, but they can't. So they have other people do them. And it's just, you can't be a horse in your own shoes. You have to be a cow. That's right.
0: (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) So there you go, folks. Life, imitating art, imitating a cow. Uh, and for us city slickers, yes, a cow hoof and a horse hoof leave different tracks. Uh, quote, horse hooves are one single solid structure, while cattle, sheep, goats, and pigs have a hoof that contains two digits, two digits, digits <laughs> referred to as cloven-footed. Each variety of livestock requires a different frequency and type of hoof care management. End quote. From alberta spca.org.
1: It is true. And apparently, uh, fun facts that in the wild, so you're like, well, how do sheep or horses trim their nails in the wild? Because there are like wild horses on like beaches and stuff, right? They like hit them against rocks and stuff to like wear them down. Um, And so that's how. Holy shit. Yeah. They have their
0: own like little spas. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm just going to go over to this buffing rock and they buff out their nails <laughs> and then they hop over to the, the the water and they polish them off and then
0: they get a little that.
1: grass dry treatment yeah it's oh it's God. all the way I in love the the that they love themselves
0: they treat themselves i mean if if the
1: if the cows and and horses and sheep and rams can all do it in the wild self care we can do it too
0: absolutely we all need to take time to throw our bodies against rocks <laughs> 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 or just trim your nails that's right, that. that's right I mean instead of biting them right mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god so uh, my friends this plan did work until it didn't uh, which is like a lot of things in Florida uh, and honestly I love it um, what can I say and thank you Natasha for joining me today
1: thank <laughs> you so much for having me thank you listeners for letting me uh, rock your earwaves your, your
0: there you go <laughs> Yes, thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about these goddamn shoes, uh, about uh, these turning thoughts into texts and how we're all going to be accidentally texting each other. Horrible, horrible things. (laughs) It's going to happen. And please, stay interesting.